Up to this period, I had been principally engaged with my father in the labours of the farm. The leisure hours allowed me were generally either employed over my books or playing on the violin, an amusement which was the ruling passion of my youth. It has also been the source of consolation since, affording pleasure to the simple beings with whom my lot was cast, and beguiling my own thoughts for many hours from the painful contemplation of my fate. On Christmas Day, 1829, I was married to Anne Hampton, a coloured girl then living in the vicinity of our residence. The ceremony was performed at Fort Edward by Timothy Eddy Esquire, a magistrate of that town and still a prominent citizen of the place. She had resided a long time at Sandy Hill with Mr Baird, proprietor of the Eagle Tavern, and also in the family of Reverend Alexander Proudfit of Salem. This gentleman for many years had presided over the Presbyterian Society at the latter place and was widely distinguished for his learning and piety. Anne still holds in grateful remembrance the exceeding kindness and the excellent counsels of that good man. She is not able to determine the exact line of her descent, but the blood of three races mingles in her veins. It is difficult to tell whether the red, white or black predominates. The union of them all, however, in her origin, has given her a singular but pleasing expression, such as is rarely to be seen. Though somewhat resembling, yet she cannot properly be styled a quadroon, a class to which, I have omitted to mention, my mother belonged. I had just now passed the period of my minority, having reached the age of 21 years in the month of July previous. Deprived of the advice and assistance of my father, with a wife dependent upon me for support, I resolved to enter upon a life of industry, and notwithstanding the obstacle of colour and the consciousness of my lowly state, indulged in pleasant dreams of a good time coming, when the possession of some humble habitation, with a few surrounding acres, should reward my labours and bring me the means of happiness and comfort. From the time of my marriage to this day, the love I have borne my wife has been sincere and unabated, and only those who have felt the glowing tenderness a father cherishes for his offspring can appreciate my affection for the beloved children which have since been born to us. This much I deem appropriate and necessary to say, in order that those who read these pages may comprehend the poignancy of those sufferings I have been doomed to bear. Immediately upon our marriage we commenced housekeeping, in the old yellow building then standing at the southern extremity of Fort Edward Village, and which has since been transformed into a modern mansion, and lately occupied by Captain Lathrop. It is known as the Fort House. In this building, the courts were sometime held after the organisation of the county. It was also occupied by Burgoyne in 1777, being situated near the old fort on the left bank of the Hudson. During the winter, I was employed with others repairing the Champlain Canal, and that section over which William Van Nortwick was superintendent. David McEachran had the immediate charge of the men in whose company I laboured. By the time the canal opened in the spring, I was enabled, from the savings of my wages, to purchase a pair of horses and other things necessarily required in the business of navigation. Having hired several efficient hands to assist me, I entered into contracts for the transportation of large rafts of timber from Lake Champlain to Troy. Dyer Beckwith and a Mr Bartimy of Whitehall accompanied me on several trips. During the season, I became perfectly familiar with the art and mysteries of rafting. 
a knowledge which afterwards enabled me to render profitable service to a worthy master, and to astonish the simple-witted lumberman on the banks of the Bayou Berth. In one of my voyages down Lake Champlain, I was induced to make a visit to Canada. Repairing to Montreal, I visited the cathedral and other places of interest in that city, from whence I continued my excursion to Kingston and other towns, obtaining a knowledge of localities, which was also of service to me afterwards, as will appear towards the close of this narrative. Having completed my contracts on the canal satisfactorily to myself and to my employer, and not wishing to remain idle now that the navigation of the canal was again suspended, I entered into another contract with Medad Gun to cut a large quantity of wood. In this business, I was engaged during the winter of 1831-32. to 32. With the return of spring, Anne and myself conceived the project of taking a farm in the neighbourhood. I had been accustomed from earliest youth to agricultural labours, 